Okay. Question number one. It says, is animal extinction something that you feel like can be prevented? Can be, absolutely. <clears throat> well, okay, to a point. If it is, humans are the reason for that, or if it has something to do with, like, accidentally bringing in an invasive species, yes. Um, if it's a natural thing, they could stop it, but that isn't necessarily how nature's taking care of it. Yeah. So, uh, yes and no, but only... So, like, what's going on in the Everglades right now with the... Uh, Python. Yeah, pythons, and the one that a lot of people haven't really heard of is the giant African land snail. It's a snail that's, like, literally this big. Uh, it, like, yeah. sits on your whole hand. It's, like, that tall. Um, the problem is, like, they've been brought in as pets, and then people didn't know how to take care of them or just didn't want them because they, so they just so release long. them. So they let them go. And then the problem is they both are super fast um, breeders. Yeah. And so they'll, like, bring all that. So um, can't be stopped. Yeah, you know, the, like, Florida government's having full-on, like, um, oh, like, hunts now. But They're paying people to kill them. Yeah. Because it's gotten so bad. Okay. Question number two, it goes along with that. It says, what do you think is the biggest cause of animal extinction? Uh, humanity. <laughs> Just what we do? How the land is valued, how the plants and animals are valued, how... Toxic. Um, yeah. The overbreeding of some animals and the extradition of others, you know? Yeah. Okay. I mean, there used to be millions of bison running around the plains. Everybody thought they were pain. Because they were trying to move. And they were trying to bring cows in where bison were at. Yeah. They could have just, if they'd have taken care of the bison, not brought in the cows, we wouldn't have made this much problem right now. And cows are, like, not as good for you as bison. And, you know, not as lean. They're already used to this area. Be that bit, so. Been here before us. Yeah. Okay. Question number three. It says, "What do you, what do you think could help the prevention of animals becoming extinct or endangered?" Uh, people bringing in their house cats. Don't just throw your cat outside. Yeah. That's a huge one for birds. I've literally seen that firsthand. Um, you know, like if a Let's say if like wildlife biologists do a survey of the land and they realize, and they say that, oh, we've done the survey for five years. This is what's going on. Um, and then somebody comes in and changes that. Like they decide to drop like a, it's like coal plant or even like wind turbines there. Um, problems can come up. And so, man, if, if humans would just pay attention and give a crap about something besides money or themselves we wouldn't be having at least as much of a crisis as we are and we're i mean we're like we're literally the lookout it's literally starting a sixth mass extinction right now yeah. and i know people are like oh you're just being over overzealous about it and not really no <laughs> i mean okay. it sounds bad but that's because it is and people like hear it's bad and then don't really want to yeah. pay attention Okay, number four. says, so what is your opinion on invasive species? Oh, I freaking hate them. Man, 
Oh my god. Uh, so I, I've actually been on like part of the crew to take out this plant called uh, garlic mustard. It's this. It's kind of a pretty little plant. puts out these tiny flowers, but the problem is they they take over whole areas in timber. Garlic mustard sucks. Um, so we've had to go like through the hills at Lust Bluffs. You know, it used to be Squaw Creek that we sprayed them. Um, Bradford pears, which is a really popular kind of invasive tree. Um, they grow fast, but they're super soft wood. They're just junk trees. But so they just cut them down. Yes, and finally, conservation departments like um, the uh, St. Louis Regional Office is doing like buybacks of these trees, to where like you cut it down, we'll give you another tree. And I was like, man, if they do that in Northwest Missouri, I've got two in the place we moved into, and I want them gone so bad. Um, plant more native plants. It's not that hard. It's so freaking easy. Cause like they, they're native. You don't have to mess with them. They'll grow by themselves. Yeah. Um, dude, uh, zebra mussels, uh, carp, certain kinds of carp. Yeah. They're just they're kicking the crap out of our ecosystems. It's rough. I hate, oh man, invasive species, plants especially. Okay. Uh, like, uh, think about this. Um, so there's this base plant called, uh, oh, what was it? Um, bush honeysuckle, and I think it's Asian honeysuckle. Maybe it's Japanese honeysuckle, but it's one of the two. But it's super common in the United States. But the yeah. problem is it takes over so fast. Uh, kudzu is another really bad one. Like, you can drive towards St. Louis on I-70, and you get to about Columbia and start heading towards St. Louis, and it's everywhere. If you know what you're looking at, kudzu is everywhere, Jeez. and it just takes over. So, and it's not a good thing because then the native animals don't have their native plants to eat, so now they're gone. So. That goes along with all the, then they they don't have food to eat, and then it goes along with the extinction. Exactly. Okay, so number five. So do you think that how they're like? planning like hunts to kill the invasive species. Do you think that should be done or do you think they should just leave the animals alone? I'm all for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like, okay, having a lot of people like are against deer season. Okay, and I know that's a, that's a non-native, or that's a native species. Yeah. Uh, but the problem is they get overpopulated. So you gotta take them down. The biggest thing with like the, the hunts that are going around, like the wild boars, you know, like the, the ones that are showing up in down in Texas and stuff. Texas, uh, Louisiana, down. Oklahoma, Arkansas, Tearing. Kansas, Southern Missouri is starting to get hit really bad. Tearing everything up. Yeah, and the cool thing that Texas is doing is that they're embracing their uh, their lax laws, which is kind of funny, like because you know, like growing up around here, like I know a lot of people are mad about the Second Amendment, but I'm like, dude, I grew up like in a hunting family. Yeah. Me too. We're not growing, we're not running out buying ARs, we're just getting like rifles, you know? Yeah. And so like what they're doing in Texas though, is wild boars are so bad, there is like, it's pretty much all year, shoot it however you want. Just take them out. Yeah. Because they've gotten so bad, they're rooting up everything. Because what they'll do is they'll come up and they'll use their big old toes and teeth and they'll just rip up whole sections of land. And when you get, you know, one boar can put out, you know, a couple dozen kids, Pretty and when you have a record. couple of boars doing that, it leads exactly. It's terrible. And so, like, they have like helicopter hunts now, where like people are going in helicopters and mailing them. And I'm like, that is, that's kind of awesome. 
like, and Missouri is almost to that point where they just like, got the AR-15s. They're hanging out the edge. And yeah. I'm not I'm like I've you know I've shot ARs. They're great. I would never use one to hunt with. But like when it comes to something like that, yeah, <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that's awesome. Those things need to be gone. Uh, so number six, it says, well, do you know what the Endangered Species Act is? Basically yes. oh, yeah. protecting. Yeah, so, I didn't say. absolutely. Did you know that the Trump administration tried to weaken that act, and do you think it should be weakened? Uh, I absolutely did know they tried to weaken it. <laughs> um, man, conservation has really taken just a, a hard punch so, the last few years. And, and that went before Trump. I mean, that was before Trump. Yeah. That was like, of all people, George W. Bush actually did a pretty good job with conservation. Um, but it also helped that you had a dude from Texas and a dude from Wyoming that grew up in like, you know, rural places-ish yeah. and knew the value of why we hunt. It's not just to go out and kill something, it's to keep numbers down. And so things don't get out of control. Yeah. Um, yet, well, they, met, they also messed with EPA, the Clean Air Act, the Clean Water Act. And, um, one of the biggest ones was like, there's whole areas that have, that are, you know, critical to the planet, but they're also being just like torn apart because somebody might have found oil there. Yeah. Maybe they found oil. Not even totally positive. And then it's everything's tore up. Yeah. Because they want it. And it can't go back. Yeah. You know? But, um, yeah, so there was a, a big problem in southern... Well, south central-ish Ozark area with um, like there's a super endangered uh, dragonfly down there called the Heinz Emerald and to get rid of that area yes I know that kills just one thing you probably never heard of what's up? Did you get some chickens? got nine of them there <laughs> yeah go look if you want where they at? it's right side. you'll see the lamp um, and so like we did a big thing about that a few years ago, trying to bring back the glades that they lived in, but housing developments were starting to like creep in. And so like, you get rid of that, you then throw off your ecosystem. Yeah. Um, the thing with like warblers right now, trying to like, like they're trying to migrate through, but they're constantly hitting glass, you know? And so companies have tried to do better about that. I appreciate that. But there's, it, it's gotten so bad in the last probably 40 years but the first probably 10 of it, maybe 15, at least through the 90s, you saw a lot of the activists and then pretty much everybody who's like, they're overreacting. Yeah. Wouldn't even listen to them, but they're overreacting. But then like, you know, grew up on a farm. My, uh, my dad even told me, he's like, this land was completely virgin until we came here. Meaning that was never ever tilled by humans. Everything was. Yeah, right? And so like, <laughs> Now, like, you can't get that back. Yeah, it's and never it, gonna be the same. No, because it takes so long for that dirt to settle like it does. And if every year you're going over it with, that, I mean, and it's not even, obviously I'm not anti-farmer, but watching the last, God, the Clintons were freaking terrible about it. Bush did a little better. Um, let's see, President Obama did a lot of good with, when it comes to the Endangered Species Act, clean air, clean water, some of the farming bills. Um, but then, yeah, between Clinton and Trump, like, they just tore it up. They, I mean, they, they kicked farmers' asses. They kicked small businesses' asses. And that's, I mean, it sucks. And mind you, that's like, I don't, I'm not talking crap on just Democrats, just Republicans. Both sides did that. Yeah, both sides. Like, 
one side started, the other side finished it. So, and then oddly enough, the two sides in between tried to fix it. <laughs> so, I'm like, <laughs> you know, like, but yeah, oh, the ESA, man. Okay. It was getting shredded. So, number nine. So, I know you agree with that everyone should recycle. Here's just a little fact it says studies, studies show that 100% of sea turtles had plastic or microplastic in their systems. No part of that surprises me. It's crazy. I, I don't doubt that a bit. Plastic is, uh, so the hippies started recycling plastic. And I say the hippies just because that was the group that, that was like, I don't know if that was their official name or what, that's what everybody called. Um, they started recycling and then the big oil companies, oddly enough, kind of got on board because it takes petroleum to make these things. And now it's like, they can't totally break them down. So there's some scientists now are trying to take the plastics, put them in the ocean, purposely put them in the ocean, but put them at a deep sea subduction zone, which is an area that gets pulled under another area, right? So it's like the, ge the geology goes like yeah. this. So they're trying to put it on this side so it purposely gets pushed down into the earth to burn up and would go back to hydrocarbons again. Uh, so it just breaks it down. Yeah. And so, like, the problem is it takes so long to do that. But, man, that's like, that seems like a pretty, that's a way better than idea than just let it sit around. Yeah, you know, throwing it, it out everywhere. Yeah, let, let nature destroy it um, somewhat naturally, as naturally as could. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I recycle all the time. Yeah. You know that. <laughs> I do cans. I mean, I do Plastics one and two, tin, you know, uh, aluminum, and uh, glass, of course, and stuff, whatever we can. Yeah. Uh, a lot of places, you just have to throw away, you know, five is really common, six is really common. You just have to throw it away because it's not recyclable. Yeah. There's nowhere to. Yeah. Okay, so it says there are over 26,500 species in danger of extinction. And it's like, what do you think would be like, a safe number to go down, like to keep it lower, but you can't just kind of like have them just repopulate. But yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, just try to get the number down. Well, each of those species serve their own purpose within the uh, those not just the biogeochemical cycles or the nutrient cycles, but also like in, on the planet. Yeah. You know, those things wouldn't have evolved into something if they didn't do something for, to be part of the environment. They had a purpose. Yes, exactly. They had a purpose. And the question is, are humans pushing that purpose out, I guess? Are they destroying the purpose of that thing, which is then killing them off, which is not okay. But the rate human population's going, by like 2050, we're gonna have like at probably nine billion people running around. And there's gotta be a point where that, you know, on every bell curve, or not, I should just say every uh, carrying capacity curve, it flattens at some point, yeah. where it's just like, this cannot handle. And the problem is if you, it keeps going up and it's dropping everything else, like there's gonna be a point, there's gonna be a hard crash in humanity. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's been seen in times before when nature just kind of did its thing. And 
you know, I'm not saying that's going to happen now, but man, there's, there's, if you study basic statistics of like how animals are, it's going to, something's eventually going to drop off or the planet's just going to die and everybody dies. Okay. And the last one, it says, overall, do you think marine animals or land animals are more at risk? Uh, I, I'd be inclined to say marine by far. Marine being mostly just saltwater stuff. Yeah. Because, you know, freshwater isn't... It's not really... It's not really considered saltwater. Yeah. Um, looking at how many animals hang out on the reefs and now seeing that they can't... Reefs can't... Reefs, I guess, can't keep up with it. That's pushing them out of their home. Um, even if you watch something like Deadliest Catch, that alone is like... You know, even those guys are like, all the crabs are moving deeper. That tells me they need a certain temperature of water and they gotta go further down yeah. to get it, which means everything up above is raising and that's not It's gonna thing. kill everything because yeah. it's not their usual temperature that they're used to. Exactly. And so now they have to go deeper to find the usual temperature and the food isn't gonna be there. Yeah. And so now they're gonna start going extinct too, so. Okay. See, I watch that show as much as a conservation show as I do a chain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So thank you. Hey, no problem. Appreciate it. Yeah. Nice. Right. Sorry my schedule so completely in